0: Welcome to the podcast of Two Worlds. I'm Trevor Reese, Chris Fimbres, and we are talking about Flash One Sixty Seven. The Jeff Johns Chronicle continues, Part Four of Wonderland, joining the Tea Party, which is very fitting because, uh, to quote Barry Allen, this issue is very much about how it feels to be a rogue. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been cool to see this sort of build as we've been going along, to see Wally at odds with his rogues and have to interact with them in ways he normally wouldn't and have to depend on them.
1: Yeah, and he started off this issue kind of disrespecting them. Like, oh, these are the people who Barry worked with and got yeah. respected. They're not none of that to me. They're mm-hmm. just a bunch of fucking punks who have gimmicks yeah. and, and, and egos and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it completely changes by the, probably by the middle of the issue. Yeah. And it was good. Yes, it was damn good. You like the issue as a whole? I did. I did. It was awesome. It it showed a superhero doing something I've always wanted to see, which is use your enemies' not powers or anything, but gadgets and use your enemies' powers kind of to your own advantage. Because he mm-hmm. was stripped of everything, he didn't have them, and he has this awesome scene where he just kind of fucking. Struts into the villains, uh, expo, um, in the Green Lantern Museum and just gears himself up head to toe. It was awesome,
0: yeah, it was definitely cool because, uh, what he grabbed, um, because like we said, it's not the Flash Museum in the mirror world, it's the Green Lantern Museum, like we went through that whole history, but it is cool. He's got Sonar's gun. Black Hand's device slash rod. I literally looked it up, and it has like no name. <laughs> I was like, all right, what is this called? Uh, then Javelin's javelin. Uh, Evil Star's star bands, and then Doctor Light's anti-grav belt. Um, and so that's what he uses to armor himself up to fight, uh, plunder, and to try and escape this world. Mm. Um, and so yeah, it's definitely cool because he has to he has to get his hands dirty. Um, initially he sort of believes maybe he can just fight plunder and just use these weapons against this villain but he has to fight uh, Keystone City Police and Barry Allen Mm -hmm. what did you think of that uh, showdown?
1: I thought it was sweet. Um, I didn't think it was good as the opening showdown um, when they're still getting down in the hall of mirrors against their evil reflections. Yeah. Uh, the The cop showdown was a little bit brief, and uh, he jetted when he could, as opposed to stay and duke it out with them. Um, but getting down with the Plunderer the whole time was sweet. Plunderer had some uh, has some moves. Man got
0: gained some respect for me in this issue. Oh yeah, he's definitely a character to watch mm-hmm. um, because he as. Uh, as we're sort going to jump ahead, he leaves a little bit of himself. He is around. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's definitely the possibility of him being a threat uh, down the line because his weapon is found um, when they return to Keystone City to jump way ahead. Um, he's His weapon is found. And so we know that he is still going to be around, so it's nice to know he's starting to make an mm-hmm. impact and showing how capable he is. And I guess we'll find out exactly... Um, what he's doing and where he's going um, as when we meet him. And so, what do you think of The Thinker? Because we've met a thinker before mm-hmm. when we did our first episode when we went back to the Silver Age. A little what'd bit you, different. Yeah. Definitely a little bit different. What would you think of him?
1: Um, classic evil scientist rising around quoting Einstein all day bragging about your nefarious schemes, but he was dismantled pretty quickly
0: by Mirror Master and Cold. Yeah. He is definitely a classic villain. He has the pencil mustache. Yeah um and so he is sort of the schemer and really just believes he's the only one capable he is definitely like driven by his ego and that's ultimately what his downfall is and his punishment is we find out they spread a little bit of him around every computer in keystone city and spoiler alert that's going to come back to yeah when they said that i was like oh that's probably not a good Mm -hmm. idea yeah, it's definitely like, I mean, I know these characters are coming back, but having that in mind, um, it's sort of funny to kind of see both of these characters definitely set up for returns very easily. Mm-hmm. And knowing what's going to happen, you can see those, uh, those stories being set up in this issue. Um, what do you think of their return, the, the return experience? Because it is sort of this, uh, they're rushing through the mirror world. They mm-hmm. are managed to escape. Everybody, uh, is able to get out, uh, Flash and his two rogue cronies. Uh, man, Maremaster was traveling through it cool. Like, yeah.
1: he was, he was just kind of chilling and, uh, cold complaining, and then Barry kind of has this inner monologue about how he's being twisted inside. hmm Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it was tough, but, uh, seeing Barry get back and then... Wally. Oh, shit, sorry. <laughs> seeing Wally get back. Um, and then be immediately uh, reconnected with the Speed Force was awesome.
0: Yeah, I like it. Uh, he describes it as the lightning strikes when he's reconnected with the Speed Force. And that sort of goes back into this uh, Johns' belief of lightning being the power uh, that fuels the Flash. I just want to read like his little inner monologue as it comes uh comes back into him. It's like my whole body, my whole being was asleep. I can feel my heart skip a beat, my lungs feeding on the energy of my extra-dimensional source of power. And I remember the last time I felt this change, when I was first struck by lightning in Barry's lab, hurt like hell then too. My perception starts to warp as my speed kicks in, cold scream. Uh, cold scream leaps several octaves down, slowing to a crawl like somebody turned off a record player. I look around and I can see the lightning streak. Watch the light twist and turn. Oh, yeah. Um, And so that's really cool. You you can definitely see um, Wally revels in Mm -hmm. being the Flash and revels in his speed. And that's something we're going to see now that he has his powers going forward with the rest of this arc. See him really revel in the fact that he has this connection (laughs) with the speed force.
1: Yeah, um, but just before we move on, um, next time you read something, can you get into it?
0: I'm sorry. Can you read it in character, you know? Can you create some stakes? I don't I want I want the words to be it. I don't want the character I don't
1: to... know. I feel like people who are listening they they want to be put in that moment by your words. They just wanna be like,
0: Okay, he's reading the menu to me. Alright. I want you to get into it. Okay, fine. Sorry, how about next time you read it so I can get a barometer so I can understand exactly Yeah,
1: I mean if you want me to show you how it's done, I'll show you how it's done. All That's right. Fine. All right. All right, right. Sounds good. I mean, just like whatever. I mean, you don't have to take it that way. I'm not saying, hey, man, you don't have the capabilities. I'm saying I know you have the
0: capabilities. I'm just don't I sell feel... yourself short. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, and so we return to Keystone City. Um, like we said, Plunder's rifle is found on the scene, and they discover where they were trapped. Or yes. what they were trapped in, rather, which is Linda Park's wedding ring. That was the source. That was the mirror that they found their world reflected he fucking in. Freaks Wally out. Oh big yeah, big time for sure. He definitely- he. At that moment, he just stopped playing. Oh, he, he like to show the extent of what he's capable. He like does a vibrating thing through Mirror Master's head, through his face. Yeah, basically the version of the Flash cocking a gun in a guy's face, and he's like, "I if I just stop, if I lose one second, you're dead." And it's just, yeah, it shows the intensity at which Wally loves Linda and the, um, the, the lengths he's willing to go mm-hmm. to fight for her, which is something that we're going to see down the line very much tested throughout, basically leading up to issue 200 is really going to see what Wally's capable of in terms of fighting for his wife and defending her and protecting her from the evil that comes into his life mm-hmm. um, as a result of being the Flash. But, even bigger reveal, is Keystone City is gone. And that's where we end this issue with the stakes raised immensely. Because originally, like, that's what's cool about this issue is seeing the, um... Or this whole arc is how it's grown and how it just starts off with this crazy mirror world and then expands into a Flash team up with his rogues and sort of character study of what it's like to be the rogues. And then it evolves into this... Huge multiversal world-spanning mm-hmm. trip of theirs where they're going to cross between three worlds. This mirror world, the regular world, and then this alternate dimension uh, that uh, Keystone City has been sucked into because Keystone is just an empty crater. Mm-hmm. And we're going to find out exactly what happened with that.
1: And the entire time Wally's traveling through these different dimensions he 's kind of changing himself and trying out different things because uh, the, the other limits of the world he's traveling to mm-hmm. like I remember, like during the issue, he even kind of shit talks some people when he
0: makes an entrance he 's like, "Oh better stop i 'm starting to sound like cold Oh yeah, that was what's cool about him being a rogue is it's not that's not lip service. Mm-hmm. His actions over the course of wielding these weapons are is very rogue like he allows it to change his personality or at least his fighting style and the way he presents himself and it'd be interesting to see if he was put into that same situation in his quote unquote, in his world in uh new earth prime earth whatever DC is calling it at this time I think it's just earth um, <laughs> because the because multi- that's the interesting thing about this arc, and especially with the role Jeff Johns is going to play in bringing back the multiverse and the way we understand the DC multiverse now um it's so interesting to see in this first arc that he's like, I want to go to other worlds. And we've ar- we go to three, all while still maintaining the fact that there is no multiverse proper within mm. the DC universe. But we can see, like we said last issue with what he wants to do with Green Lantern this whole arc is sort of showing what he imagines DC could be. Like, very much in line with the tradition, which we're going to find out with how he uh, handles, like, the rebirth stuff, Um, but also, like, that means, like, the bigger ideas, too. And so it's very interesting to see how that's set up within this arc, especially within this issue and next, sort of these multiverse light uh, issues. Uh, Last thing I want to talk about, uh, I've been meaning to talk about this for the last three issues and that's the Brian Boland covers. Uh, they've been awesome, and we're gonna be able to enjoy them uh, for the next year. He's on it for, till 187. Nice. And this cover especially, because the cover to this one um, is just worth noting because on my DC Comics app and the Comicsology app, that's the image that they use for this run. So the whole encapsulation of the of volume two, uh, 1987 to 2011, is this Brian Boland image of this issue of the Flash speeding to a halt while these horrific mirror images of him, uh, cold and Mirror Master, are reaching out through the mirrors? And what else is cool is, especially within the context of this issue, Wally's still wearing his '90s costume with the—it's uh, the Justice League mm-hmm. cartoon version where he has the. Uh, the eye covers and it's like around the mask and everything whereas um, this cover shows him in the more traditional costume with the eyes open his face more exposed and everything so it's kind of interesting to see you can see his sort of classic view of the Flash within this art have you been digging it? oh I've been really digging Mm -hmm. it there's some really cool ones coming up uh, during the next arc that we will definitely be highlighting. and We'll start uh, posting these covers with each issue because we've been doing this little fun like pop art at the interior stuff. But this these cover art uh, is really well done. Yeah, the art's great. The story's awesome.
1: I've yet to read an issue of this and be let down by it. Mm-hmm. It's always just been intriguing and then it makes me just want to read the next issue. Like, okay... Fuck all the mini So I'm just gonna read through all this stuff and we'll record it when we record it. Yeah,
0: honey. Okay, so we we are gonna be going through this 91 issues. Mm-hmm. There might there's already there's gonna be some other ones that I haven't factored factored in. Like we're there's a a, a Wonder Woman crossover that we're gonna do a double issue of. So that's another part. I uh, want to talk about the context because we have a big gap in between uh, John's on the Wally one and then. Leading into Barry's return, there's a large gap that we need to kind of fill up, and so knowing we still have so much to go, and the response you're having already, how are you feeling, kind of going forward? Like knowing you're already having this great response this early, are you worried it's going to ebb and flow, or do you think it has the ability to sort of? Are you gonna? Do you think high end?
1: Do I think the the scenarios could still high end? Yeah, absolutely. Because I've read comics before. I mean. I mean, if, if you go a certain amount of time, there's going to be some lulls in the story mm-hmm. just because it can't be action all the time. Yeah. Um, But I think this, so far what I've read, is the start of what I think is going to be a great run.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because basically we do have... This is going to be two halves. Mm-hmm. We're going to have the whole time John's is on the Wally West Flash, uh, book proper. And then we have the series of mini series leading up to Barry Allen. And so those is sort of two halves. And so we're going to have to deal with two distinct endings to this run. And so, yeah, this one is definitely building. Um, and so it's going to be really interesting Mm -hmm. to see how this evolves because I'm sort of remembering a lot of stuff and seeing these connections and sort of remembering everything. And it's a fun, like we said in the beginning, it's going to be a fun, like, uh, a time capsule of what DC was doing back at this point. Um, so very excited. We have part five. We're now officially over halfway through. We're going to find out what's going on. We're going to finally meet the villain properly. Um, it's going to be a very exciting issue. Um, and so this is the podcast of two worlds. I'm Trevor Reese, Chris Finbrez, Wally. <laughs>